Greetings, 501st Cast listeners. Welcome to 501st Cast Classics, where we re-release episodes from way back in the early years of our podcast. We hope you enjoy this little trip down memory lane. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, the world's definitive Imperial costuming organization. You are tuned in to the latest news and mission reports from the front lines as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate 10 years of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. It's good to be back for another enjoyable, delectable episode of the 501st cast. I am your host, Dean, TK899. I am Varza, DZ8772. And I am Lore, TK7883. And, uh, well, we've got a really great show of, of all kinds of exciting stuff going on in the past two weeks. It seems like, it seems like we need to do a weekly show, but maybe that's too much? I don't know. That's too much um, work. It is a lot of work. Yes, everybody, please, I hope you appreciate what we're doing. The sacrifices that we are making for you, the fans, and for the listening members. We appreciate you tuning in, though. At this time, uh, the 501st Legion is currently at 300, no, I'm sorry, 3,889 members, which just happens to be 10 less than the last podcast, curiously, with a total of 5,658 costumes. Now, you guys probably understand what's happening with the, the numbers, right? Yeah, people stopped deciding they wanted to be 501sters. No, nah, not necessarily. It's the, it's the internal census that we're doing. Yes. Did you guys respond to the census? We do an annual census where we, we kind of check in with uh, the rest of the Legion, make sure everybody still has the costumes that they say they have as they have posted on their uh, profiles on 501st.com, make sure they're still active and they're still trooping at least one time a year. Some pretty basic requirements, but every now and then there are people who are just too busy with real life. Some people call that Darth, Darth real, real Life. And... Um, yeah, and so they have to kind of just take a temporary leave. Not a big deal, but I'm sad to say we may not reach that 4,000-member goal, which I keep talking about, which, by the way, yeah. is just a personal goal for me. There's nothing official <laughs> official behind that. I just thought it would be really cool if we did hit that number, but you win some, I think we will some. eventually. Oh, Soon, absolutely. hopefully. I think, I think maybe give it an extra week and we should be good. Really? You think in one no. week we're going we're gonna to recoup – so by January 7th? By January 7th, we should be able to have 4,000 members. 4,000 members. Like I said, people just, they don't need to buy Christmas presents or Hanukkah presents or anything. Just buy costumes and join the Legion. Why not? Well, I mean, I, we'll have to go back and look at a, uh, some sort of a, of a growth curve at some point, and we can report it here on the 501st cast and just show. But I know that just in the past year, since January 1, we have... We have grown exponentially. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I, probably a lot of that had to do with the Rose Parade publicity. And we did a lot of really big events this year uh, with Lucasfilm yeah. for the 30th anniversary of Star Wars and everything. So anyway, we're definitely not hurting for membership. I just don't know if we're going to grow, you know, that growth spurt towards the end of the year where we're going to hit 4,000. But don't, you know, don't despair. It was, a, it was a Dean personal goal and it was nothing official. And don't forget everything that we mention here. You can go to 501st.com slash podcast, and you can also check us out on MySpace. Varza, by the way, 
give us an update. What's going on with the MySpace page, the 501st cast MySpace page? Um, not much. Um, we're slowly getting more and more friends. Um, we're almost to the hundred mem. Um, we almost have a hundred friends. So, um, it's been going pretty well though. Um, I know that if, you know, one of the great things about having the MySpace is the fact that you will be updated. You'll get that bulletin or if you subscribe to our blog there, you'll get notified as soon as the podcast is up that, you know, we posted a bulletin that usually means that the next podcast is up. Very good. And we still don't have anything quite set up for Facebook, but I'm spending more time on Facebook lately. MySpace okay. is just like lots of ads and stuff, and it kind of bothers me. I don't know. Yeah. But like we yeah. said before, we have to give in. It, it's it's sort of established now. So. Yep. And according to Nikki, we have exactly 94 friends. Behind the scenes probe droid. And we're getting more friends every day. Every day we're getting more people wanting to be our friends and being and nice And that to means us. we are more important every day. Yes. All right. Very cool. Well, guys, let's go ahead, and we're going to jump into recent news. But before we do that, let me just give you a quick rundown. We've got some pretty cool stuff going on. Uh, Some highlights for this episode include a brand-new honorary member for the 501st Legion, somebody pretty cool, and somebody who is down with the armor. And we also have a little bit of news about uh, a new book from author Karen Travis, fantastic, uh, also an honorary member, by the way, and fantastic author. And uh, then we're going to get into some celebrities in armor news, which should be kind of interesting. It's uh, apparently uh, the Stormtrooper costumes uh, and the Boba Fett costumes and that sort of thing are not uh, not just for geeks anymore. And then we're going to hit some mission reports. We've got a different point of view episode from TD0013. Thank you very much for that. And we've got tons of links that we can give out too. So be sure at the end of this episode to check out the show notes because we're going to mention and probably play a few YouTube clips, at least the audio from them. Yep. And you definitely want to check out the, the full videos for, for all the things that we're going to mention. So anyhow, tons of stuff. I can't even mention it all right now. So let's go ahead and move right into recent news. Anthony Forrest, honorary member of the 501st Legion. On November 17th, during the Chicago Toy and Game Fair, Actor Anthony Forrest was inducted into the 501st Legion as an honorary member for his portrayal of a sand trooper in Episode 4, A New Hope. He was also made the honorary number one sand trooper for the 501st Sand Trooper Detachment, which is called the Moss Eisley Police Department, MEPD.net. Mr. Forrest's honorary membership was sponsored by James, TD8733 of Garrison Tyrannus, and Tony, TD2581 of the Pacific Outpost. And although TD2581, which is Tony, was unable to attend the ceremony in person, Anthony Forrest spent a couple of minutes talking to him on the phone after the presentation, which was really great. Do you guys know exactly which Sand Trooper uh, Anthony Forrest portrayed? Move along. Exactly. Move along. <laughs> Commonly yep. known as the Move Along Sand Trooper, right? He's the one yeah. from the Moss Eisley checkpoint. And here's a little trivia for you, which... I'm sure everybody already knows this who's listening to this podcast because you're all big Star Wars fans. What other character did Anthony Forrest play? Lord, do you know? I know. It's actually in a deleted scene, so it wasn't even in the movie, but he played Fixer. Correct. As well. He actually refers to himself as The Fixer. I actually had a chance to do an email interview with Anthony Forrest after meeting him at Celebration 4 in Los Angeles. And he is just super excited. He jumped in on the, the group photo that we all did there. And he's like super excited to be finally inducted as an honorary member. As a matter of fact, we have uh, permission from uh, the good people over at the Force Cast and Jimmy Mack, the uh, 
He's like their their audio guy over there. He was actually at the Chicago Toy and Game Fair, did a cool little microcast for the Force.net, and he's going to be kind enough to let us play this little audio clip right here of Anthony actually um, being presented with the honorary membership. Well, Anthony, I, I know it's, it's taken a while to put this together, but I'm very excited to, uh, to be here in Chicago today to uh, finally uh, welcome you into the 501st as an honorary member. Um, I think I speak for all the members of the 501st uh, when we see just how excited we are that you are coming on board. James, it's wonderful. It's, I'm very proud to be a member of the 501st. I think it's great. Fantastic organization that's done such wonderful work. And uh, I look forward to the future and what we can do together. Fantastic. Well, without any, any, any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and present you with what we've been waiting for. This is your, your plaque. Oh, fantastic. I'm just going to read it. It says, in appreciation of your contribution to the Star Wars legacy, Anthony Forrest is welcomed as an honorary member of the 501st Legion fan organization. Thank Welcome you. aboard, Anthony. Thank you, James. Thank you. I know that uh, George didn't let you keep your, uh, your stuff, uh, so you got to have something here, man. We brought something else for you. And this is from Tony Sagoon. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So I want to present you with your own bucket. <laughs> thank you so and much. And that, uh, that came from Tony in, in Hawaii. Oh, I want to thank and him. Then, oh, Tony, oh. thank you. If you uh, Anybody covers this with a press or anything, thank you so much for this. Absolutely. Thank you for, for just taking the time to, uh, oh, to spend no. with us. Oh, this is great. And um, this is uh, Garrison uh, Tyrannus and the Pacific Outpost that has um, sponsored uh, this membership. So. Oh. Very good. We, we got a few other things for you, too. I'm going to have to make a trip out there. Yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe we can get him on the phone. Yeah. Also, Anthony, I, I know we've, now that you're in the 501st, it's only fitting that you are part of the uh, 501st Sand Trooper Detachment, the MEPD. Right. And uh, not only did this helmet come from Tony, but it's, it's from all the guys at the MEPD. And uh, we want to welcome you aboard the uh, MEPD as well. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, it is wonderful. And you know what? I'm very proud to be a Sand Trooper. We're proud you're a sand trooper, too. We're, we're not afraid to get dirty. That's right. Thank you, Anthony. Okay. Here's the really cool thing. I don't know if uh, if you heard it in there, but um, they actually gave Anthony Forrest his own replica sand trooper helmet, um, basically the same type of helmet that the 501st wears, but he did not have oh, – I take that back. From what I understand, Anthony had some stuff that he took from the set from when he did filming in 1976, but okay. I think one of the things that he did not take was the helmet – and some other stuff that he had ended up getting lost along the way. But um, the Moss Eisley Police Department guys over there in the, uh, in the uh, 501st Sand Trooper Detachment actually made a special helmet just for him. So it's actually painted and, cool. and everything just to look just like the Move Along Sand Trooper. So he's got, him, got himself a uh, little memento there. So he was really totally flattered by that. And we look forward to, to doing some really cool stuff with Anthony in the, uh, in the future. And be sure to also check out Anthony's official website, which I believe is anthonyforrest.com, and we'll have that in our show notes. In her latest Republic Commando novel, True Colors, Star Wars author and 501st honorary member Karen Travis gives thanks to all her good friends in the 501st Legion. It's no secret that the author is a huge fan of the 501st, clones in particular. This third book in the Republic Commando series is dedicated to Christian Stafford, TC-1219, who's whom astute fans might know from the 501st documentary, Heart of an Empire. Travis also gives thanks to the 501st Dune C. Garrison for their practical and inspirational armor expertise. Thank you, Karen, for allowing us to inspire you. Random House um, website has a sneak peek of the book, and we have that link in our show notes. True Colors is available now wherever fine books are sold. Very cool, very cool. And, and in that little news bite, you mentioned... 
The Heart of an Empire. It's a film about fans, but it's done by yeah. people who are in the 501st, at least at one point, or it's, it's a documentary, and it's fantastic. Uh, it's been really making the independent festival circuit, and there's a lot of discussion about when can people buy this on DVD and that sort of thing, and and we'll probably do a, a microcast uh, about that in the future at some point, and we'll um, talk to Jay, who's the uh, the creator of Heart of an Empire. But um, from from what I understand at this point, the film is not being re- released on DVD because they're still hoping that it's going to get picked up um, by a studio or something like that and get distributed. So they don't want to spoil their chances at at some sort of a uh, a movie deal like that. But uh, definitely go to heartofanempire.com. And yeah. you can see a lot of previews there and everything, and it's going to be fantastic. It's it's from I personally have not seen it, but um, I've seen the previews and I've heard from people who have seen it, and they're just blown away by it. And I think once it actually uh, gets into some sort of you know uh, widespread release, it's going to do some wonderful things for the five hundred first. And you can check out Karen Travis's uh, website at karentravis.com, and she's actually got a Mando language resource um, where you can go and she basically wrote the language yeah, that that's she's right. using in the um, novels. She's got a lot of links and her discussion with the Dune Sea Garrisons and you can go there. It has a full dex- dictionary online. And from what I understand, she is actually on her way as far as becoming an actual 501st member. I mean, there's we have the honorary memberships, which of course is, you know, we've got a beautiful plaque that we give uh, to the honorary members, and we hook them up with all kinds of swag, 501st t-shirts and patches. But we do still have our legitimate membership requirements, which means you have to be at least 18 years old and own a wearable, professional-quality Star Wars villain costume. And from what I understand, Karen Travis is actually working on a clone costume. So she wants to be one of the honorary members who actually is a member. And here's a little yep. trivia. Does anybody else, else know who, who else is an honorary member but who is also a legitimate member, costume-bearing member? I didn't know there was anybody else. I thought she was going to be the first one. No, actually there is somebody else. You have to think back to really? the Rose Parade. The Rose All right, obviously Parade. nobody knows. Laura, you're kind of quiet. Uh, maybe Steve Sansweet, but that's just a guess. <laughs> No, that's a really bad guess. Okay, I know. Yeah, you know what? Okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be our uh, our trivia question for the week. Surprise trivia question. We're gonna go ahead and and put that as the trivia question. And the first person who posts the correct answer in the form of a comment at five hundred first dot com slash podcast will be a prize winner for this week. And we'll talk more about prizes a little bit later on. Pause the podcast if you know the answer right now, or listen to the rest yep. of the podcast and and, and uh, be sad that web. you don't know the answer. And you I'm know sad. what? If if you want, I'll give as one of the prizes. I'll give a copy of True Colors. I'll Whoa! Throw a copy of okay. True Colors in there. There you go, Varza okay. stepping up to the plate. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So okay. So there's a trivia question, guys. Who is right. an honorary member and an actual member as well? And just a little addition: the True Colors novel by Karen Travis is now on the New York Times bestseller list. Congratulations, Karen. Very awesome. good. In <laughs> uh, uh, Star Garrison, uh, they help promote the first lightsaber in space and the Space Center display. Now through January 1st, 2008, visitors to the Space Center Houston in Texas can get an exclusive look at Star Wars costumes and props, including the original Return of the Jedi lightsaber that was launched into orbit on the Discovery Space Shuttle last October. To help promote this special event, the 501st Star Garrison is appearing in a video, which is now airing on local television as well as the Space Center Houston website. 
Thanks to TC6636 for the info. Also, members of the the Star Garrison and Golden Gate Garrison and the Rebel Legion escorted the prop back over the summer for the first legs of the journey from California to Houston. It launched from Kennedy Space Center at Florida at 11.38 a.m. on October 23rd with George Lucas on hand to watch the launch of Discovery and it re- returned home from its mission November 7th. TC6636, his name's Patrick. So, thanks, Pat. After a journey of six million miles aboard Space Shuttle Discovery, Luke Skywalker's original lightsaber is now at Space Center Houston, along with an amazing array of giant, cool props from the Star Wars archive. Only at Space Center Houston, only for a limited time. In the... Florida Garrison, which is where I'm originally from. Now I'm in the Carolina Garrison. But we have some 501st members down there who actually work for NASA, and they did say that they saw George Lucas at the uh, at the launch, as reported there. So pretty cool stuff to actually see him. And supposedly one of the members was wearing a 501st T-shirt at the time, and the word on the street is that George kind of looked over him and kind of did a double take. like He's like, hey, I think I know that guy. So pretty cool stuff. <laughs> I love how it went up at 11.38 a.m. That's That was cool. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that. There's a 1138 in there, yeah. Well, George Lucas is somewhat of a celebrity, so there's our segue to the next news bit here. <laughs> uh, we're talking about celebrities in armor. Of course, we know that... that one of the friends of the Legion is MC Chris, who's sort of the nerdcore rapper, uh, who's also done the uh, the song, um, what is it, Back, My Backpack's Got Jets, right? Yeah, Boba Fet's Vet. Vet. Fet's Vet's Vet. Vet. That's the song, yeah. Fet's Vet. That's probably really the most cool well-known uh, in, our, in our little circle here of Star Wars geeks. He's actually, uh, he does, uh, I believe he does writing for uh, other television shows and some voiceover work and stuff. But anyway, very talented guy. Well... It just so happens that MC Chris was able to become Boba Fett for a night thanks to Neon City Garrison member Andy BH1287. MC Chris, he went to the Playboy Mansion, Hugh Hefner's hangout there, for a Halloween party, and he was accompanied by his very own slave Leia, also in costume. It's pretty cool because we've got these relationships that we've built up with some of the celebrities, and essentially what happened was MC Chris wanted to go to this, this party. It was a costume party. And he wanted to obviously wow everybody, and he's got friends in the 501st. You know, we've attended his shows and, and helped promote stuff uh, for him. You know, I've gone on stage with him with the costumes uh, for his Star Wars-based songs and stuff like that. So he knew who to come to, and uh, so Andy uh, and Neon City Garrison helped him out. And, uh, you can read more about that on MC Chris's official blog, and we'll put a li- uh, link to that on our show notes. A little caution there. It is mature Mature audiences blog like his music. Yes, I have to also yeah I have to say I like his music, but again, I'm not sure if we can really uh, you know recommend that kids listen to to his stuff until they get a little bit older and they understand what it's like to actually be Boba Fett. But here's a little quote. I just I just want to read this. MC Chris he actually wrote uh, on the blog. He says um, you know regarding the Halloween thing. He says I was Boba Fett and everybody treated me like I was really him, and they'd either whisper or say my name as I walked past. I felt like cooler than. And it ruled. So he was obviously very excited, and um, let's just say he got some good use out of the Boba Fett costume, then returned it. So, <laughs> so That's very cool. cool. The Playboy Halloween party is one of the biggest in L.A. every single year. I mean, it's a huge event, so that is a very, very cool thing. So, well, you sound like you've been there. No, I've just... You know, <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed I just, of. I would, hey, no, I, that's it's great. just you hear, I know, it's a big you know, party. you... 
you're paying attention to what Halloween part big Halloween parties are out there. If you want to ever go to one, and the one you always hear about um, on the web is the Playboy Halloween party is absolutely huge. They turn a big portion of the land into haunted house, and it's just a big free for all usually probably. But um, yeah, it's a huge event because Hugh Hefner loves Halloween and loves Star Wars. His girlfriend, one of his girlfriends, actually a huge Star Wars fan too. So. I know really? too, way too much about it. But yeah, she's a huge Star Wars fan, and they actually helped during the Rose Parade to build Star Wars floats. There's an interesting tie-in, because I do recall that there was a segment. Isn't there a TV show about the, the Playmates or something? Girls Next Door. <laughs> yes, I do watch the show from time to time. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's, really, it's like you may not have been there, but you know, it's like you're there in spirit. No, but I do remember uh, during the Rose Parade, that's right, they came over, they did a segment, and there were some 501st members very br- briefly on that episode where they showed them sort of like inspecting the parade floats. Going back to um, this theme of celebrities in armor, very recently, and again, you know, this all ties in with Halloween, and I hate to keep going back to Halloween, but hey, we're a costuming group, and that's the time of year where you dress up, so the celebrities got into the action. One half of Brangelina, that would be the Brad Brad Pitt half, actually dressed up as a stormtrooper for Halloween, and it was uh, reported in USA Today and also on the StarWars.com official blog. Hi, Bonnie. And uh, so, you know, nobody has actually seen photos of this, but um, here's a little quote from from Angelina Jolie that that actually uh, was printed. It said, "We were Boba Fett." Maddox, who was six, my littlest daughter, Shiloh, 17 months. We couldn't figure out if she was a bunny or a monkey, so she was a bunkie. I guess that's a little Angelina humor there. My two-year-old, Zahara, was a bunny, and my three-year-old, Pax, was a monkey. There's a lot of bunnies and monkeys here, okay. Uh, And then here's the last part. Uh, Angelina says, she was Curious George, and Daddy, who was Brad Pitt, was a stormtrooper. So obviously Maddox and Brad have a little Star Wars connection thing going on there. And, um, you know, I I scoured the internet looking, you know, when I heard this news, I was looking for photos and I said, you know, this is really cool. I mean, as we all know, there's different levels of um, stormtrooper costumes out there, right? There's the sort of store-bought ones. I mean, anybody can go to, you know, one of these costume, online costume places and, and buy a stormtrooper costume, but uh, you know, they're really nasty and they're not very good. And I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that, you know, like MC Chris, that somehow Brad got in touch with somebody who has, you know, you know, real good quality armor. And he was a, you know, a quality stormtrooper because that would sort of, you know, just shatter my image of Brad Pitt if he was just sort of one of these, you know, Don Post stormtroopers. Yeah, anyway, I- if anybody out there is listening, please, if you, if you find a picture of Brad Pitt in the stormtrooper armor and no Photoshop jokes, no Photoshop jokes. Yeah. If you find a picture, actual picture of him from Halloween, I don't know. I'm almost willing to pay pay to see that. But anyway, send it to us. We're five oh first. Give it to us for free. Yep. But we're all just really curious about seeing that that picture. I think it would be pretty cool. Or if Brad and Angelina are listening, send us a photo. We'd love to put you up really big on five oh first dot com, and we'll put a link to whatever website, whatever you we'll want. We'll send you a T-shirt. We'll send you a five oh first shirt, Brad. Now here's a little interesting tidbit. There's always an interesting add-on to these these type of stories. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, a couple years back, but there's a big event in Show West in Las Vegas. Show West in Vegas, yeah. Yep, then you probably know what I'm getting at. They actually went ahead and they were actually part of the entertainment there or they were guests or something like that. I think it was probably when Mr. and Mrs. Smith came out. During that time period, now we have the, the time time frame 
set it up here for everybody who's listening. The 501st attended an event there because I believe George Lucas was there and he was being honored or something like that. 501st were backstage kind of getting ready to go on stage and do their thing. While they were backstage, of course, all the celebrities would sort of walk down the hallway to go up on stage and do their thing and then walk off the stage. So anyway, we've got the troops lined up back there just getting ready for their cue to get called up on stage. And apparently... Brad and, and Angelina walked by. And the cool thing is that you might think, oh, maybe they, you know, they're celebrities. They, you know, they just kind of would walk by or turn their nose up in the air. But the really cool thing is that supposedly as they walked by, Angelina kind of like checked out all the guys and, and girls in armor, I believe. And she kind of said under her breath, you know, sort of, damn hot. You know, she really thought it was pretty cool. And then Brad followed her up. And supposedly he came by, checked them out, gave them a thumbs up, and started humming the Imperial March. So... That's pretty cool. And, and to me, yeah. this is where the spark of his Halloween Stormtrooper costume came from, inspired by so. the Five of First. I love the fact that their son, too, was Boba Fett. I mean, because, I mean, everybody has, the, you see the little boys out there all the time with the Django Fets and the Boba Fett costumes for Halloween. But, the you know, it's just kind of like daddy was a Stormtrooper and, you know, the son was the Boba Fett, just like probably a lot of members did that this year <laughs> that's it you know you're right i mean we see uh, um you know as 501st members we share a lot of pictures are amongst ourselves and yeah absolutely halloween time i don't know how many uh you know forum discussion topics we had about you know people showing off the costumes they made for their kids maybe we'll talk about this you know when halloween rolls around next year these some of these stormtrooper costumes that our members are making for kids not just stormtroopers, clones and, and whatnot, but they're scaling down armor, you know, and, and of yep. course, uh, we've got a lot of really talented members uh, who can sculpt the molds, who can do the vacuum forming and everything, and I've seen some incredible, incredible kid-size costumes that are just, you know, all the other kids in the neighborhood are jealous. It's just really awesome. So, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that once Halloween rolls around again, but pretty cool stuff. <laughs> Let me um, introduce another great episode of A Different Point of View by TD0013 from A Different Point of View, which is adpov.net, who's got a little link up on his site, by the way, sending traffic our way for the 501st cast, so we appreciate that. But let's lead right into it now. A certain point of view. I'm gonna make something perfectly clear to you people. I am not a damned clone. I am just a normal guy who loves his galaxy and signed up to join the army to protect my family, my planet, and the universe from the thugs who don't have any appreciation for the order the Emperor has restored to our galaxy. Okay, the Admiral Mahdi GI Bill was enticing too, but I digress. I am not a clone. Do you seriously think the Empire would have an army of a million troopers all as high-strung as I am? I mean, honestly, if I was the result of cloning, don't you think that maybe, just maybe, I wouldn't gripe as much as I do? I wouldn't, because clone troopers are genetically engineered to be obedient and take whatever orders they're given. And trust me, there have been a couple orders I've not only ignored, but flat out given the finger to in response. Plus, if I were a clone, do you have any idea how old I'd be by now? In my frickin' 70s due to the age acceleration programs the Kaminoans run the clones through in order to get troops faster. 
Yes, it's true that the original army of the Republic was made up entirely of clones of Jango Fett. But after that little experiment turned sour, the Empire realized it needed soldiers who can think for themselves. They needed men that not only could get the job done, but men who understood what that job was. They needed men not only of great physical shape, but of excellent mental capacity as well. In short, they needed me. Don't get me wrong, I like the clones, and I even knew a couple a few years back. Hell, borrowing money from these guys was easy, especially if you outranked them. They were great soldiers, but boring as hell when it came time for furlough. At least the standard clone troopers were. The commandos and arcs? Them boys had an idea what it was like to party. Not that they ever acted on that idea. But their hearts were in the right place. Of course, they didn't have the will to act on that idea. I do. I'm TD0013, and this has been A Different Point of View. The following has been a presentation of A Different Point of View, all rights reserved. The opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of the Empire or its subsidiary systems. www.adpov.net Uploading and linking with your visor, sir. On Thanksgiving morning, members of the Midwest Garrison's Michigan squad join other 501st members and Rebel Legion members marching down Woodward Avenue for the 81st America's Thanksgiving Day Parade. From both groups, there were a total of 47 marchers, which included five officers, one Royal Guard, one Darth Vader, two Tusken Raiders, one Luke Skywalker, one Princess Leia, one X-Wing pilot, one Rebel Fleet Trooper, five Jedi, one Jango Fett, one Boba Fett, one Jaster Morel, one Darth Maul, 11 Stormtroopers, five Sand Troopers, five Clone Troopers, two Biker Scouts, two TIE Pilots, and a Han and Carbonite being carried by four Stormtroopers. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and we'll have video of this on our show notes, of course, at 501st.com slash podcast. And I got to say, the Michigan squad did an awesome job up there, a really awesome job uh, marching. Lord, did you get a chance to check out any of those videos? I did see the videos, and they were were amazing, especially the pre-parade video. They spent a lot of time with uh, 501st members up in uh, Michigan, and wow. If you don't watch any other videos that we link to, you got to watch these ones. Well, this is uh, right. The the parade of the march, uh, the marching in the parade. That's um, you know, these are all on YouTube. Thank heaven for YouTube. Um, the marching is pretty much what you'd expect to see. But you're right that um, that pre-parade video of uh, Blasty and Gator. Um, this is the nicknames of the the troopers that they interviewed. It was like a local television station that did an interview with them. They used a lot of footage from our. Uh, PR, uh, public relations DVD that we have out at the convention booths and stuff like that. And um, yours truly is actually included in the uh, in the the parade video somewhere in there. If you the pre parade video, so you have to check that out. I wish I could make that some sort of a trivia question, but yeah, it's actually me talking on a cell phone, so you'll know that's me. But I have really short hair in that picture because that was like right before I moved up to the Carolinas and. And I lived in Florida, and when you're in Florida, you have no choice but to have short hair because it's like a thousand degrees all the time, which incidentally <laughs> is one of the reasons why I moved up here. But anyway, yeah, really cool stuff. And I know they took extra care to rehearse themselves in the parade because that's a pretty big deal. It's, uh, I believe, it's um, Detroit's biggest parade. I want to say, yeah. Um, but it's it is uh, nationally televised, and what they did is a lot of troopers who participated in this um, Thanksgiving Day Parade actually um, 
had some training from the Rose Parade on New Year's Day. So, yep. you know, they're taking some of that training and putting it into action. So you'll see in some of the, the YouTube videos, they're actually doing that formation marching where they're all trying to keep in step and everything. And um, so anyway, kudos to them. Fantastic, fantastic job up there, guys. Really, Congrats, really appreciate guys. it. And speaking of parades, there was another parade in Ottawa that helps Santa Toy Parade. The newly formed Capital City, City Squad with fellow uh, members from Canadian Garrison marched in the third year of Ottawa's Help Santa Toy Parade. The previous two years, they won the best novelty float with no float. This year, uh, less than two months before the parade, the chair called and said the 501st wasn't wanted in the parade, possibly because I guess we got a bad image or something because we're uh, Imperials and we're fairly well armed. So they thought we were a menace. After talking with the Legion, the everybody uh, decided to march without weapons. Instead of weapons, they held giant candy canes. So, and they also scratch-built an entire float with theme of giant toys. So there's a giant Pez dispenser and a giant action figure card back and a giant wind-up toy key for the top car pulling the float. At the end of the parade, they started to tear down the float, and three police officers ran over to get their pictures taken with the 501st. <laughs> so fun parade news. It just seems like that's a really big misconception that, you know, I've, I've run into that before where people don't want the 501st involved with something because they're the bad guys of an event. And it's a really unfortunate that it's a misconception out there that, you know, yes, the characters in the movies are supposed to be the bad guys. That's just rebel you propaganda. Know, we're not the bad yeah, guys. Well, we are. We're, we're portraying the legal government at that time. But, you know, what we do is more important than what we're portraying, I think. Maybe one day some the misconception will be taken away. Probably not. There was another parade, a parade of lights, and the the Capital City Squad was able to bring their uh, big toys float again this past weekend. This time adorned with holiday lights for an evening parade in uh, Sitzville, Ontario. So they got double use out of their float. So that's excellent. Hey, Dean, what's going on in NEG? The NEG, you must be referring to the 501st New England Garrison. I am. Uh, well, you know, we keep talking about the NEG, and they're getting lots of 501st cast coverage here. But the reason we keep talking about them is because they're really cool guys and girls up there, but also because they have this giant Jabba the Hutt puppet that I just cannot get enough of. Well, as we mentioned in the last episode, the mighty Jabba the Hutt, supported by the New England Garrison, made an appearance at Super Mega Fest in Framingham, Massachusetts. At this particular convention, this particular event, they raised over $1,700 U.S. for the Jimmy Fund, which is one of their favorite charities. Plus, they collected a ton of toys for Toys for Tots. And by comparison, they only raised $500 last year. So, it's obvious that Jabba the Hutt carries a lot of weight. <laughs> um, but anyhow, there's tons of photos uh, of, of Jabba at this particular convention, and there's also um, new video if you go to 501neg.com, and of course we will have the link on our show notes. And be sure to check out the part that's called What's Jabba Eating? And it's this really funny uh, photo pictorial where they've, they've basically taken this, this giant Jabba the Hutt puppet and shoved different things in his mouth. And because it's life-size... <laughs> Anything, yeah. I mean, it's got, like, parts of people, and it's got... Uh, Stormtrooper helmets. Stormtrooper helmets, I think, part of C-3PO. There's all Rogue kinds of, you know... Helmet. Oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's just so yeah. funny as you're looking at it, and there's a little caption for each one. Um, and also, Ray Park, who is Darth Maul, and Jeremy Bullock, who uh, is Boba Fett, of course, both honorary members of the 501st Legion. They were both there, and supposedly they just both loved the giant Jabba the Hutt puppet. So, 
it is a hit, and the guys spent $500 to build the thing, and they're definitely getting their money's worth out of it, bringing it around, and using Java, again, you know, for, uh, for charity. I think you, like I said, you, you, they raised $1,700, so that means, you know, they went in there, and I'm not sure how much they charged per photo. Check out the, the new photos and video, and there's one in particular of peanut butter jelly time, guy in the banana suit, and they're all dancing, and Slave Play is dancing, and I'm sort of predicting that'll be the, the new, new viral video hit on YouTube. Only time will tell. So I'm going to take this cast over across the Atlantic to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the release of Star Wars in Spain, which was November 4th, 1977. A parade was organized through Barcelona to the Sagrada Familia Cathedral. The parade was accompanied by a band of traditional drummers. It started out with 15 troopers marching and a few people taking pictures to there being masses and masses of people surrounding the troopers on all sides by the time they reach their end. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. And the Spanish garrison has really grown quite a bit in the past couple of years. And I have to say, that's a really cool setting in Barcelona. I've been there before, in fact, twice, and I hope to go back again and visit my 501st brothers and sisters over there. And Sagrada Familia is a beautiful, beautiful castle-like structure, Gothic architecture by Antonio Gaudí. And, um, and definitely it's worth the trip to go over there. So that might be pretty cool. Get to see an old familiar place and bring my armor and, and troop around a really fantastic, wonderful cosmopolitan city. There's other things that are also happening in Spain. Is that correct, Lore? That is correct. And now I apparently have to go to Barcelona too. So thanks, Dean. But uh, this, the Spanish garrison, through the coordination of the uh, Rebel Legion Spanish base, also participated in November 4th in an appearance at the special 30th anniversary charity concert. The concert included uh, 12 Star Wars themes played by a band of more than 50 musicians, members of the 501st and the Rebel Legion appearing on stage following different musical pieces between themes the story of Star Wars was narrated by Return of the Jedi's actor and honorary member Gerald Holm in Spanish, and he played Tessic and a Montecalamari officer. The tickets were sold out with 1,700 people attending and collecting 20,000 euros for a charity that, that's dedicated to the support of poor children and immigrants and other charitable activities thanks to Javier ID 3891 for sending us the information. The Spanish garrison is, appears in a clip on YouTube, which we'll have in our show notes. And, and you mentioned they collected over 20,000 euros, and I know matter of fact, that that comes out to about $29,740 U.S. So there's a little perspective for the Americans listening to this. Fantastic. I just love to hear. I love to hear about money. No, it's not so much about money, but I'd love to hear, <laughs> love to hear that the monetary value of the events that the 501st is doing. And also, thanks so much for the Rebel Legion because you know, a lot of these events, you know, they don't get maybe quite as much press as we do. Um, but they are, as we've mentioned, also a, a very critical part to, to many of these events. I mean, we can't be the bad guys unless you've got the good guys. Um, so yeah, we appreciate their help. I agree. The events with the Rebel Legion are always so much better because you can always get the photos of like you capturing the X-Wing pilot because there's always more stormtroopers. So you can throw them against the wall and get some really good photos out of it. So, you know, support your Rebel Legion too. Yeah, absolutely. And they are at rebellegion.com I believe and we'll have that in our rebellegion.org I think they actually have they have both URLs right now but yeah. <laughs> we'll have it in our show notes one of those one of those URLs is correct those rebels it's hard for us to track them down but one of those links will have they're it in our always show. moving there's also some more news from I guess from the European sector over there the Nordic garrison 
Earlier this month, 13 members of the 501st Nordic Garrison, with guests from the Belgian and UK Garrison, once again trooped the Scandinavian sci-fi game and film convention in Stockholm, Sweden. Star Wars guests included honorary members, Anthony Daniels, who's C-3PO, of course, and Julian Glover, General Veers. Over the course of the weekend, and here we are again, my favorite part, 1,050 euros were raised for UNICEF, which translates to about $1,500 U.S. And uh, here's a little quote from Andrew SL5573 from the Nordic Garrison that sort of just describes the event. Andrew writes, I know they won't be able to read it here, but I wanted to let everyone know that Trekkies and Star Wars fans can actually get along. Our stand was right beside one of the sweetest Star Trek fan groups. When we did our parade around the convention hall, the organizers couldn't play the Imperial March for us, so the Trekkies jumped in and saved the day by playing it on their sound system. They even turned off all their videos and things to make people more concentrate on us. So a huge thanks to them. So there you go. Some, you're not, not going to hear this very often on the 501st cast, but a little bit of Trekkie love there for the red shirts. And that's kind of one of our sayings, right? Yep. Trekkie love? No. Trekkie love. <laughs> Probably not. Personally, I don't know. I mean, uh, we've talked about this before. Varza's got a little bit of, of what? Harry Potter love? Uh, uh, Harry Potter, Star Trek, Star Wars. And Star Trek? It. Okay. She's a super nerd. I'm a super nerd. I blame it on my parents. They raised me on Star Trek. So. Uber geek. Well, that just makes you just cooler amongst us. We have our own you know, geek uh, hierarchy, so you've, you've stepped up to like level six. Like a level six... Uber geek, pretty cool stuff. <laughs> level six Uber geek. And now we're going to let the watch. level six Uber geek lead us into some discussion about the Empire City Garrison's Big Apple Con. Yeah, as we come back the other way from the Atlantic Ocean, for the past five years, the Empire City Garrison trooped the biannual Big Apple Con. This year, they were joined by two members of the Northeast Remnant Garrison and a member of the German Garrison. This con is held right in the heart of New York City across from Madison Square Garden. Guests include friend of the Legion, Kristen Bell, Heroes star, Hayden Penitentiary, Katie Seagal, Farscape's Gigi Edgley, Star Trek's Walter Koenig, and dozens of comic book artists and authors. Um, Empire City Garrison members were able to present Kristen with a preview of what her official 501st trading card will look like. At the event. And that talk about a preview, it's because that particular series of 501st trading cards has not been released yet, but will be very shortly. And that card was uh, sponsored by, by Blasty up in the Midwest Garrison, who was one of the troopers who was interviewed in that Thanksgiving Day pre-parade video. He's, yeah, he's actually, he was the one who actually inducted Kristen Bell as a friend of the Legion. And more trivia, do you guys know why Kristen Bell uh, is such a, I don't know, I guess such a hot topic amongst 501st members? I think Lore might know. I have no idea. Uh, Wait she's a in a. That's right, Lore. You, you probably have the <laughs> Lore, inside scoop on this. Well, I don't know about that. A while ago, actually, it was last February, so it's been a while since they shot it. But she's in a movie that's bound to come out eventually. But uh, the, it's a movie called Fanboys, which is a movie of about a group of Star Wars fans who try to go to the ranch and like see Episode One before it comes out. And I don't want to give anything away. But yeah, she's in it, and there's some Legion members in it, and I possibly might be one of them. So, very cool. We are going to yeah. definitely, this is very convenient. It just occurred to me. We're going to have to come back, and, and once Fanboys is released, we're going to have to definitely do an interview maybe with some of the members who participated in the filming of the, of the production, you know, including yourself, Lore, and yeah, get some inside scoop on, on what it was like to be 
behind the scenes because um, it looks like I mean obviously everybody's seen the trailers and like you said everyone is anxiously awaiting the release but it's going to be really cool and it's awesome that the first was you know fortunate enough to to be included in the production I'm just really looking forward to it yeah we'll put up we can put up a link probably to the uh, the website for it you can actually see when we put it up when you go link on the uh, Weinstein brothers for the fanboys you can actually see Laura in the picture really. <laughs> I'm in yes, one of my little scum costumes, but yeah. Yes, he's sitting right behind Kristen Bell. How'd I'm not as famous yourself? as Dean. I was dressed like a rebel, so, you know. He had a bright uh-huh. orange orange uh, outfit on, so I guess yeah. the director ended up sticking him right behind the main actors of the film during that scene. Now, is that because so. a lot of that was filmed in New Mexico? Is that how you got involved? Oh, pretty much, yeah. All of it was shot in New Mexico, pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they just, you know, contacted Lucasfilm, said we need some stormtroopers for this and that. And then they contacted us through the Legion, pretty much. So, and then that's how we got involved. So, you Very know, we cool. help make props. We're, we're extras in other scenes. Definitely, yeah. it sounds like we we will have some sort of a microcast or a mini cast that's just about fanboys and our participation. That's really awesome. And I did mention New Mexico. Can you tell us what else is going on in the uh, Mountain Garrison for Toys for Tots? This past weekend, the Dubac Ridge Squad, part of the Mountain Garrison, operating out of New Mexico, we trooped Toys for Tot events this past weekend. We collected about six baskets full of toys. We were standing outside a Walmart nice and early in the morning in the cold. We did a double troop on Saturday. We were in a parade. We teamed up with a local uh, Star Trek club, and they, they pretty much organized everything. They got in touch with Walmart, you know, got permission for us to stand there with them, and they're like, hey, you, you guys want to help? So pretty much it was the Star Trek guys did all the work, the 501st got all the glory, and the kids get all the toys. So everybody wins. I was going to say, that sounds like a perfect ending to that story, right? <laughs> well, you know, and again, there it is again, though. We do appreciate the Rebel Legion. Like I said, we can't be, you know, when the good guys are out there, people expect to see the bad guys, too, and that's our specialty. Whereas yeah. Obi-Wan's and... our speciality. <laughs> yeah, and we had some Rebel Legion members come out, too. It was a nice, well-rounded event. We, we raised a bunch of toys. We got a lot of toys to give to the Marines, and next weekend we're going to do the same thing, and the weekend after that. We do a lot of stuff in December here in Albuquerque. I can't get my guys to not troop, basically. They're like, when are we going to troop? When are we going to troop? If we don't have anything going on for two weeks, they they make troops up. (laughs) They're like, I got in contact with somebody. Let's go troop now. We also did uh, the parade on... uh, on Saturday night, so we did a double troop on Saturday, and for our participation, our sponsor gave us charity donation of a hundred dollars, and then we went into the local Walmart in full armor. We bought uh, some toys for the Toys for Tots. We we bought the kids a bunch of Star Wars toys, we bought them some some uh, clone troopers, some uh, stormtroopers, some uh, 501st clones. It was great. It's always about the charity. Really appreciate that. And I think we should talk about some upcoming events. Updating location to objective tracker. This year will mark the second time that Garrison Tyrannus will be marching in the annual Ucrops Richmond Christmas Parade in the city of Richmond, Virginia. The parade is on Saturday, December 1st and steps off at 10 o'clock in the morning. This parade is the largest anywhere in the entire state of Virginia. It covers three miles and usually attracts about 250,000 spectators. Additionally, the parade is carried live on TV throughout the state and then rebroadcast locally on Christmas Day. So far, they're organizing up to 25 marchers, and once again, the Rebel Legion will be helping out as uh, with to get as many costumers there as possible. Appreciate, again, the Rebel Legion. Boy, we're giving them a, a lot of credit in this. Uh, and again, you won't hear it a lot on the 501st cast, but <laughs> definitely. Because they are the, the bad guys. 
<laughs> we are the bad guys. But, you know, there is, we mentioned it before, there is a lot of that crossover membership. I know there's a lot of 501st yeah. members who either started out in the Rebel Legion or decided they just wanted to mix it up and do an X-Wing pilot costume. or Like or me, actually. I have an X-Wing yeah. pilot costume. Very I hardly cool. ever wear it because TKs are cooler. I still have it. <laughs> Very cool. Now, the question is, though, is you do you have like a, a number with the Rebel Legion? See, I'm not familiar with them. There's, like there's the no real picture? number system because they wanted to make it like more organic. So you just go by like a name or a call sign. So okay, okay. I just go by lore on the Rebel Legion as well. So. I was hoping it would be something a little bit, little bit different. On December 9th, troopers from the Bloodfin Garrison will assist Bloomington Transit in their 7th annual Stuff a Bus Drive to bring awareness of the children's plight and honorable charity work for the Salvation Army. Stuff a Bus is an event that the Bloomington Transit does every, every year around Christmas. The bus parks at different locations around town and collects toys, kids' coats, and other donations for the Salvation Army. Last year, Stuff a Bus was able to collect more than 2,700 new toys, stuffed animals, coats, hats, and mittens, which were given to needy children and families in the community by the Salvation Army. This will be Brian slash BH2559's third year trooping this event. So good luck to him and his fellow Bloodfin Garrison members on this upcoming event. And if in your area... Watch out for the stuff of us. We got an anniversary wish. The Dutch Outpost. They're celebrating their seventh anniversary. Way to go, the Dutch. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. We mentioned earlier in this podcast we had a contest, and we are going to honor that. And in, in relation to the last contest that we had, we have a winner. And we are happy to say that it was, it was the first person to correctly post as a comment on 501st.com slash podcast that the latest honorary member on the honorary members and friends page on 501st.com was Weird Al Yankovic. And that was a tie-in to our first episode where we talked about the 501st doing a lot of gigs with Weird Al on his uh, Straight Outta Linwood tour. And that was a great time. Varza got a chance to participate with that. Lord, were you in on that as well? I was. I was a TK, and it was a blast. It was fun. Fantastic. Well, congratulations to Guillaume Perrin, who is uh, from France, and I uh, just mailed out your package today, so hopefully you'll get that within a week or so, maybe by the next time you listen to this podcast. But feel free to keep commenting, and everybody remember the trivia question from earlier, which was, which honorary member who is listed on the Honorary Member and Friends page on 501st.com, is also an actual member of the 501st Legion with his own costume. That is a tricky one, and I don't know if... Do you think the non-members are going to be able to figure this one out? There must be a way to you cross... You could. You could do a, a search. You could do a member search by last name. Okay. Maybe so we've given too possible. many clues already. So anyway, Possibly. the first person to post that, the comments, will win... The prize this week, which Varza, thank you very much. It is going to be a copy of the new book by Karen Travis, correct? True Colors? True Colors, yes. And I'll probably also send some more stuff, you know, some more trading cards, and we have some more 501st temporary tattoos. And again, congratulations to Guillaume in France, or should I say, Felicitations? I believe that is how you say congratulations in French, but if it's not, then I'm sure he'll let us know. <laughs> okay, and to wrap this up, just a quick reminder uh, to visit us at 501st.com slash podcast to post your comments and to uh, make sure that you post your answer for the next contest. 
and you can also visit and add us as your friends at myspace.com slash 501stcast. Well, once again, I am Dean, TK899. I am Barza, DZ8772. And I am Lore, TK7883. And thanks so much for listening to the 501st Cast. We'll catch you next time. Move along. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright 2007, Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Used under authorization. Thanks for listening to this installment of 501st Cast Classics. We hope you enjoyed reliving news from the 501st Cast's early years. We plan to re-release a classic episode each month, so stay tuned.